Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia. Just want to start off by saying that J.K. Rowling is a transphobic piece of shit. Yeah, and if your wizarding world doesn't include folks from the trans community, you're not welcome in my wizarding world. So yeah. get the hell out, Joe. Yeah. F*** her and the longer burger basket she wrote in on. If you don't get that joke, you should go back and uh, I don't know what episode we said it in, but you're, you're not a diehard uh, nostalgia listener. Yeah, that's right. My hatred of longer burger baskets and turfs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kate, have you ever seen... Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Oh, I sure did. Do you know the story about the first time that I ever saw Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone? I don't think I do. Please. All right. So enlighten us. Harry Potter came out uh, in 2001, the Mm -hmm. first Harry Potter, and it was right after 9-11. And our whole school went to go see it because the adults in the building decided that kids needed some magic (laughs) after 9-11. So the strongest association that I have with this movie is 9-11. Wow. And we went to go see the movie. It was super great. I remember being like so hype the night before that I couldn't sleep because I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I'm, I was like a real Harry Potter kid. Like, never talked about it. this is the time this to is the time it. so Please. um one of my favorite people in the whole world my aunt bought me the first harry potter in second grade mm-hmm. and i read it and i read it like voraciously like <laughs> i finished it in like a week <laughs> and i was like super pumped about it loved harry potter loved everything about it when the fourth book came out I went to the midnight release and I got there at like 8 p.m. in my little tiny town and I stood at the front of the line (laughs) dressed as a witch and my grandma went with me and she was dressed as Professor McGonagall because (laughs) she had no idea what this book was about, but she still went. (laughs) God bless her. And she didn't think it was a cult. No, no, she didn't. She was super into it. Oh, um, I used to walk around the uh, blacktop playground with my friend Michael and we used to find like dandelions or like whatever kind of puffball that was blowing in the breeze and we would both wish really hard that Hogwarts was real, but obviously it was not. I did stay up on the night before my 11th birthday and and just kind of like see just in case if a letter was given. You were logical enough to know it probably wasn't yeah, coming. Yeah, but, but you had you, to you see. Just be it was sure. really hard to stay up to because I was that kid that went to bed at like mm-hmm. 8.30. Were you um, disappointed when I was, it didn't I was a little sad. I'm not gonna lie. I mm-hmm. was a little sad. But, you know, as an adult, I realized that the wizarding world is also very dangerous. Like I probably <laughs> just would have died immediately. Also, what school would you have gone to from America? What's the American Hogwarts? Oh, there's a couple. Please. Are you not familiar with this? I don't Hold know on, I gotta look up. I actually don't know the names uh, off the top of my head. I am a, uh, I, I'm a very mild-mannered Harry Potter enjoyer. I'm not, I'm nowhere near where you are as we're all learning right now. So uh, while I look this up, um, do you want to tell everyone what your Harry Potter house is? Katie says I'm a Hufflepuff. You're obviously a Hufflepuff. And you are? Here, let's go over why you're a Hufflepuff okay. first. You are super kind. Uh-huh. You are very accepting mm-hmm. and you're always opening and closing our fridge looking for snacks. <laughs> yeah, like I, thanks for trying to say nice things first. But the only reason anyone tells someone else they're a Hufflepuff <laughs> is like, you're dumb. <laughs> no, you are always looking for a good snack. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what a Hufflepuff does. And why are you a Ravenclaw? Because I'm smart and mean. <laughs> I'm like Hufflepuff Slytherin adjacent. Whoa. <laughs> I'm a fucking sociopath in the wizarding world. 
So Ilvermorny is the... Uh, Where's that? It's the wizarding school in Massachusetts. Oh, so that would probably of be... Of course there's went. one in Massachusetts. Is that where yeah. like the Salem witches were from? I, I guess. Is that the idea? I don't know. There's a lot of lore around it. Oh, you did play Hogwarts Legacy this year, yeah? I know. You seemed to have a good time. Did you... Yeah. Uh, how was it? It was pretty good. See, this is one of those times where like, I got a game for you and then I'm like, oh, I'll play it too. And I have not had a chance to play it because you were always playing it. But yeah, so I was a huge Harry Potter kid, total Harry Potter kid. But this movie makes me think of 9-11. <laughs> um, and when the news came to interview the children the of local, the town. The local, like the six o'clock news. Yeah. Came to interview us about like, oh, how was it to go see uh, Harry Potter? Do you feel like magic still exists in the world in the wake of a devastating <laughs> terror attack? I had all these plans for like if I got interviewed mm-hmm. and they were like, all right, what are you? Because I obviously had dressed up for it. And I just went, I'm a witch. <laughs> And then I like that ran was, away. That was it. That was you it. didn't opine about 9-11. I didn't. I really didn't. Um, um, so wait, where did they interview you? Was this at the was theater? At school. Oh, this is like back when, at when, school. Yeah. Well, no, it was before when they were getting us ready to go because they had to line the whole school up right. to get on the buses. Right. All right, Kate, you ready to learn about Harry Potter? You probably know all this. Um, I might, but I don't know. But we go have ahead. to do it. We can't assume. So Joanne, aka Joe Rowling, that's, those were the names she went by. Boo. She was born in 1965 in England. She always wanted to be a writer, but she like wasn't like that into being in school. She didn't love it that much. So when it was time to go to university, she and her teachers didn't think she'd hack it as, you know, like an actual like writing major. So she studied French instead, which enabled her to be a bilingual French and English secretary for Amnesty International. And her whole job was like writing and translating documents for French speaking African countries. Huh. That was How'd her you turn out so up joanne that was her gig uh she did all of her good deeds you know back then and then ran out of them and now is a turf so she could have spent the rest of her life drinking mai tais on the beach with beyonce and being quietly hateful like the rest of the famous people in the world and yet in 1990 she was on a long train ride this is interesting because the same thing happened to walt disney allegedly when he thought of mickey mouse although i think he was on a train and like saw a mouse on the train but she was on a long train ride like a seven hour train ride to see her boyfriend at the time and uh, allegedly while there, she thought of this whole premise, like it all came to her, you know, the characters, presumably the whole train to Hogwarts sequence. Uh, so she was 25 years old at the time when the idea occurred to her. And it took her five years to write the first book. Like it was just this on and off thing. It was a side gig because she was working full time and she wasn't a professional writer. Although she claims to have written several like adult not adult, adult, not like actual, just normal novels, not for children while in college that have never seen the light of day. In those five years though, that it took her to write this, she got married. She had a daughter. She escaped from her abusive husband. She got divorced. She was on government welfare for a long time after she escaped from her husband and her mother died of MS. Her mother suffered from MS for most of JK's childhood and life. So that was a whole thing. So the point is a lot happened to her. It was a very tumultuous time in her life and she would go back. This was like her comfort thing. And I think a little bit of her like, I need to finish this and get it published and make it be my ticket to success because my life is really uh, wild right now. Uh, she finished the book because when she fled from her husband, she like snuck it out. It was one of the only things she took with her, that and her daughter, uh, the unfinished manuscript. He was for a long time when she was planning to leave. He was using it as like a like a cudgel, like a like a he was holding it hostage, basically to hold her hostage. You know, he'd be like, I'm going to take your manuscript and burn it, you know, because she only had like one copy. Anyway, so she gets out. She gets it, d- it done around 1995. She starts shopping it around to publishers. She gets rejected over and over and over again. And so she didn't think she was going to make it. But then finally she gets published by Bloom. 
Bloomsbury in the UK, that's the publisher, came out in the UK originally in a very small print run because this is how they would do things with an unknown author. On June 26, 1997, there's only like 500 copies. Those are now worth like a bazillion dollars each, you know, because they would like give them to school libraries and stuff to build word of mouth. It worked. It took off, got really popular throughout 1997. And like to point out, they made her, her publisher made her change her pen name to JK because they thought these were boy books, quote unquote. And they, you know, the classic story in literature where the author can never, if it's a woman, can never use her name. Scholastic, because it's becoming so popular in the UK, Scholastic buys the US publishing rights. They actually paid like an unusually large amount. So they like kind of saw where this was going. And it gets published in the US on January 9th, 1998, which lines up with you reading it in second grade, right? You were in second grade in 1998. Uh, There are some minor changes to Americanize it. Like they take out the word crumpet you know, like that kind of stuff. There's a big change that they changed the title. It was called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Scholastic was like, that's just, American kids weren't going to get that. We know American is, Americans are just so anti-intellectual. They won't buy <laughs> this book if it says philosophy yes. on the cover. So uh, she allegedly was consulted for the name change to the Sorcerer's Stone, which is interesting. She wasn't happy about it, but she had no power at the time. Mm. I wish she would go back to having no power. So let's briefly talk about the sequels. Today is just about the first movie, but I feel like for some context because the movie comes out in the middle of the books being out. Mm-hmm. So she writes the second book, The Chamber of Secrets. What I couldn't find was if she was writing that in the three years in between uh, when she finished the first mm-hmm. one and couldn't get it published and then when, you know, the second one comes out. Yeah. I'm not sure. Second one comes out a year later, July 2nd, 1998 in the UK, February 6th, 1999 in the US. Third book, July 8th, 1999. So it just comes out every summer, you know, in the UK and uh, like, consecutively. Get typing, Joe. <laughs> yes. And then in the, it, so July 8th, 1999 for Prisoner of Azkaban in the UK. August 9th, 1999 in the US. You can see the gaps are getting smaller, you know. They only came out a month apart. And then in 1999, again, I couldn't find the exact date, so I don't know which book, if the second or third book was out yet, but at some point in 1999, Warner Brothers, again, pays a lot of money to buy the film rights to the books. Sometime in 1999, they start developing the first movie after they buy the rights, but before the movie comes out, the fourth book, Goblet of Fire, comes out on July 8th, 2000, the one you were there, so on July 7th, 2000, we know yep. where you were. Sure do. And that's the first one that comes out in the US and the UK at the same time. And from now Got on, it. they're going to do that. Okay. They just have converged now. The movies start coming out in between the gap of the fourth book and the fifth book. It took her longer because the fifth book's like, well, the fourth book's huge too. The, the fifth, fourth they start book getting is long. massive. The fourth the, one's longer so, than the fifth, right? Wait, let's let's take a pause uh-huh. on this long march of dates because I'm <laughs> I'm like kind of bored right yes, now. Even though I love you. Uh-huh. Um, can you tell me what your favorite Harry Potter book is? Oh, yeah. So it's funny because when I was re- doing these notes, I'm like, what was my? Like, I was not a Harry Potter kid. I wasn't a big reader. I was a Captain Underpants fan. That's what got me into reading, but not mm-hmm. enough to make me read, like, other books like Harry Potter. One, I was, like, an annoying contrarian kid. So oh, because yeah. they were so popular, I was like, that's dumb, which is so stupid. But kids are like that sometimes. I was. And two, they definitely were intimidating, especially the fourth book. Mm-hmm. So my brother read them. So we had them in our house. We had those great ones, the same ones you had. I should know who illustrated the covers, but I don't. Uh, but, you know, those, like, classic hardcover ones. Is that yeah. what you were reading? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I think my grandmother, uh, my dad's side, got them for my brother and I, but only he read them. And I looked at them and I'm like, well, I can't start reading these because that fourth one is just too big. Like, I'm never <laughs> going to be able to read a book that big. So I did read the first three at uh-huh. some point in elementary or maybe early middle school, like a little later than, you know, the movie was probably out by then. And I liked them. I actually really liked them because they are so accessible. Like, the reason kids got so into Harry Potter partially is because they are easy to read. Like, you just crush them, like you said, in a week and it makes you feel accomplished and blah, blah, blah. And they're fun. So back then, I don't know what my favorite would have been. I might have even liked book two. I don't know. I kind of mm-hmm. liked the whole Tom Riddle diary thing. What about you? What's your favorite one? My 
favorite book. I don't really have a favorite movie. My favorite book was definitely the fourth one. I think it's uh, the memory of like going and right, getting it. Right. And like <laughs> just like getting the book and then holding it up for everyone to see. <laughs> like um, like the Lion King. It was wild. <laughs> and, and then having, did you have to like read it real quick so that you wouldn't yeah, get spoiled definitely. or anything? Like yeah, within a few days? Yeah, it was days. really good. I just remember being like, oh my God. And that was the biggest How book. How would you come up with this? <laughs> JK. You know what I mean? That was the biggest book you'd ever read till yeah, that point, definitely. certainly, right? All right, um, let's go back to the boring date The dates. Part. Well, it's oh. funny. I'm looking ahead at Order of the Phoenix. That came out in 2003. My family and I were on a cruise at that time, our, first, our one and only cruise of our lives, and it had just come out. Like, our cruise mm-hmm. was right, I think it was around 4th of July, and it came yeah. out in June 2003. My brother just stayed in the cabin and read that book, and my parents were like, we paid to send you on a We never do this. We paid to go on a cruise, and you're going to read a book the whole time? Like, they were just like teasing him basically it wasn't good by the way after i read those first three and was scared of the fourth one i never returned to them until i was in college and then i read them all in like a month over winter break and love you know they're fun they're fun to read Uh, i had never watched the movies either because i'm really weird anyone who listens to this show probably knows based on how i am i need to read the books before the movie i could watch Mm -hmm. a movie even though i was anti harry potter it still kept me from watching these movies for a very long time i was not on that trip where you went uh post 9 11 to go see the movie okay so Goblet of Fire is out. It is going to take three years before the next book comes out. So they were coming out one year after the other from 1998 to 2000. You get all those. Bam, 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 bam. bam. I'm sorry, from 1997 to 2000. And then you don't get Order of the Phoenix till June 2003. That's a huge gap. Do you remember that? Were you like, Um, where's my book, JK? Yeah, kind of actually. You know? Yeah. Um, So in that huge gap there, the first movie comes out, uh, which was November 2001. And then a year later, you get the second movie. So in between books four mm-hmm. or books four and five, you get two movies, which I just think is interesting. That is pretty wild. And then just um, to get the March of Dates continued here and finish them up, just for context, I feel like I need the context. You might not want it, but I need it. I'm so bored. Order of the Phoenix then comes out June 21st, 2003. The book, The Prisoner of Azkaban, Azkaban movie comes out June 2004. Half-Blood Prince book, July 2005. Goblet of Fire movie, November 2005. Order of the Phoenix movie, July 2007. Deathly Hollows book, July 2007. That you must, Do you remember that? That must have been a good time to be a Harry Potter fan. Yeah, that was pretty good time. Right? They came yeah. out um, the same month. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then the Half-Blood Prince movie, July 2009. They slowed down on the movies here a little bit. They were one a year for a little while, and then there's two years in between them there. And then Deathly Hollows movie one, November 2010. Deathly Hollows movie two, July 2011. Just a few months apart. It's not too bad of a wait, like six, seven months. Okay. Sorry about the dates. Just had to get them in there. Did you notice the movies, all the books came out in the summer? in July, June or July. The movie started in November, moved to the summer for a while, and then when they did Deathly Hollows, they did one of them in November again and one of them in uh, the summer. So we're watching these. Didn't mention it right now. It's our sort of winter Christmas time here on the podcast. Harry Potter, I feel like, is Christmas adjacent. Would you agree? Disagree? Um, do I feel? don't feel that way because I most closely associate Harry Potter with 9-11. September 11th, right, of course. So, so for you, they're more... Explain uh, to me why it's more uh, Christmas adjacent. adjacent. Yeah. Um, well... So they do air on television around the, I mean, they air That's year true. round, but yeah. they always make a point to show them on like the ABC family. What is that channel called? Freeform. Yeah. I think they're on the sci-fi channel too. I don't know why. I don't know what's going on with the sci-fi channel. We don't have cable, but when I see it on it, my parents ask, I'm like, what? Harry Potter, that's not sci-fi. Or like Halloween, why is that on? So they always air them then, but basically I'm not the only person who feels they're Christmas adjacent, Kate. This is a cultural thing. Well, because you want to spend Christmas at Hogwarts? Well, every movie and book has a Christmas scene 
in them. Every single one. Yeah. They even bulked up the Christmas scenes in, I think, number five. They got that jaunty music in the, in the back. You're going to put the music in the yep, back right now. They got special yeah. John Williams Christmassy Harry Potter music. Yeah. Um, and I think also it's because they were coming out in November originally. So mm, most fair. kids who aren't you, when they saw them in late November, those first couple movies, they were like, oh, it's Christmas. It's the winter. It's, you know, they were probably going during December leading up to Christmas. Then there's the Christmas scene and et cetera. I don't know. They're just... they. They're Christmas adjacent. So that's why we're doing this. So this movie, Kate, it premiered on November 4th, 2001 in the UK, but not till November 16th, 2001 in the USA. That is a full two months after 9-11. Yeah. The way you told me this story originally, I was imagining that they were out like on uh, September 12th, First, 2001. we had to recover from 9-11 and then we oh had God. to go see the uh, movie. Oh, I see. All right. Everyone had had time to yeah. uh, not anywhere near fully recover, but at no. least digest it. It was directed by Chris Columbus. We've been watching his movies a lot on this podcast. Adventures in Babysitting, Home Alone 1 and 2, Mrs. Doubtfire. This makes sense because Hermione gives me real don't f*** with the babysitter energy. Good point. Good you point. Know? Steven Spielberg originally locked. He had the deal signed he was gonna do this movie wow he though wanted to have Haley joel osmond as the voice of harry potter and he wanted it to be animated which i find confusing but it would work i guess uh but then he quit he didn't he just he changed his mind and he made um ai the artificial intelligence movie with Haley joel osmond where he's a little robot boy that's kind of weird i don't know i think that was supposed to be a um that was supposed to be a stanley kubrick movie then he died and i think steven spielberg was like oh this is my chance to like make a stanley kubrick movie was not as successful this movie uh harry potter and the sorcerer's stone it was written by steve cloves who just one year earlier wrote wonder boys the screenplay for the wonder boys movie based on the novel another book that takes place at a school (laughs) so yeah let's just throw them in there that he was nominated for best adapted screenplay for Wonder Boys. Golly. Uh, J.K. Rowling, for some reason, had the power to insist that all the actors were British or Irish, which is, it's cool. It's a good idea, right? Um, it's funny because Chris Columbus was born in like the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. He's not mm-hmm. British or Irish, but yeah. Warner Brothers, an American company, was making the movie. But they did go along with her request. The children were found through huge open casting calls. That was hmm. their idea. They were just going to have these enormous casting calls. Anyone could bring their kid. Daniel Radcliffe was already a little child actor, a little bit. He had been in like one movie in a small role, but he had starred in a BBC TV version of David Copperfield that just oh, in 1999 he was David Copperfield huh. which Harry Potter is really just uh, Charles Dickens with magic so it Good makes point. sense uh, Rupert Grint and Emma Watson were both theater kids like at their schools but they had never <laughs> professional like acted you know in a movie or TV sure. so they were like totally unknowns the British government wanted this movie to be filmed so badly in the UK you know because like Warner Brothers could have just gone and made it in Absolutely, a studio basically yeah. uh, in LA so they like changed the child labor laws for children actors and <laughs> made like let them work work more hours and like it used to be a lot stricter but they changed as a result of this and as far as i know they never changed back which is just kind of interesting one of the big churches canterbury church refused to let it be filmed there because it's too occult and it's witches so they gave i mean they're already like a world heritage site so they're probably not losing on tourism but they wanted an opportunity to have tourism forever movie was a hit it broke box office records in the u.s and the uk uh it was nominated for three oscars art costumes and music it increased harry potter fever which was already sweeping the world chris columbus gets to come back and make the sequel, the first sequel, uh, but then he chose to step away and only produce the third one, and then he's not involved at all after that because he said he's like, I don't want to live in England. I want to be near my family. Like it's very consuming. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, this job. sure. And they knew they were going to make seven or eight of them, and that's it. So we're going to watch it because it's loosely associated with Christmas. And I wanted to hear your Harry Potter story about nine eleven. Of course you did. Uh, so when's the last time you saw this movie? You think? Oh my gosh! Surely not I'd... in two thousand one in the theaters. I no way. I think it way. actually might be two thousand one really? in the theaters. Yeah. 
Because you and I, when we were first dating, we watched a few of these, but we were selective. We didn't yeah. watch every single one. We um, watched like Deathly Hollows because <laughs> I was reading them at that time. Yeah. But we did not watch. So interesting if, if you really haven't seen it since then. And I, I rented the DVD from the library as a kid after I read it, but that's it. I don't know if I've seen it since then either. Before we begin, Professor Dumbledore would like to say a few words. I have a few start of term notices I wish to announce. The first years, please note that the Dark Forest is strictly forbidden to all students. Also, our caretaker, Mr. Filch, has asked me to remind you that the third floor corridor on the right-hand side is out of bounds to everyone who does not wish to die a most painful death. Thank you. Harry Potter. You know what I'm actually interested in learning about? Daniel Radcliffe's documentary he produced about his stunt double, who was paralyzed. Daniel Radcliffe's bowl cut lives rent-free in my head. Look at it. It's majestic. (laughs) All right, so R.I.P. Dumbledore. Oh, and Hagrid. Robbie Coltrane. R.I.P. Alan Rickman. Oh, man. Damn. I do have to say this music is iconic. Mm, how hyped were you in theaters oh when my the God. lights I, went down and this started? Like literally all of us were freaking out. I was sitting <laughs> next to my friend Michael yeah. and we were like, oh my God. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. We were, we were just freaked out. <laughs> I have to say that this Dumbledore, who is it? Who's oh, this one? My, one Michael of them is Michael Gambone. The other one? Michael Hambone? I just remember freaking out the whole time that this movie was on. <laughs> Richard Harris. This That's is Richard, Richard Harris. Harris. Yeah. The next one's Michael Gambon, who's also dead. Richard Harris's Dumbledore, I think, is the most Dumbledore-y Dumbledore. You like That's him a more, hot huh? take. That's fair. I mean, um, he was their first choice. They had to replace him only because he died. And just the choice of casting icon Maggie Smith <laughs> in this role. She looks old here in 1999. She's been old for a very long time. All right. So we are truly starting and meet us race here, right? In the middle of the mm-hmm. middle of everything. There's a mysterious thing happening and Professor McGonagall's just f-ing dragging him. She's like, do you think it wise to trust Hagrid with something so important? Damn. Damn. Well, we know more just- now. <laughs> here he comes on his flying motorcycle. <laughs> Tyler, I cannot stress to you how much I was freaking out in this movie theater. Are you crying? No. Oh, it's just crazy to even do this. Like, what a weight you have as a storyteller, Chris Columbus, because you have to set all these things up. You don't even know mm-hmm. how the books end yet. Yeah, absolutely. She didn't tell anybody. Supposedly, she would like go over the script and be like, oh, take this line you added out because that contradicts something that's going to happen later. But she wasn't telling anybody what was going to happen. They couldn't have set him up with like a nice wizarding foster family. Yeah, why did he? He know? had to be with blood relatives, huh? Even yeah. if they're going to abuse him for years. I understand Dumbledore's thought process here, right? Where he's like, maybe we shouldn't reveal his extra wild traits to him until he's ready. But uh-huh. still. It's, yeah, he could still also, had a loving, supportive family. Yeah, he could have had like a kind family. You know, they could have picked like nice muggles. Is this the day his parents were murdered? Yeah, okay, so we like, are there yes, right after. That's the the extra wild thing. And all these people know his parents. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were his parents' teachers. Right. And Hagrid's like really involved because they're all in the Order of the Phoenix together, right? Like, oh, he's their friend. You no, know, Hagrid knew, was you their know? buddy, right? So he just had to go look at their dead bodies because they yep. just got blown oh, up. Oh, sure. But when they got there, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like, there was just like, just like the whole house was all blown up and like, yep. 
you couldn't even figure out really what happened, yeah. right? Here's wizard David Copperfield living <laughs> under the stairs. Yeah, I'm surprised Daniel Radcliffe wasn't like, this isn't enough of a challenge. I just did David Copperfield. We just saw him in something, too. Dursley? Oh, uh, oh, oh. He, was, uh, he was in that weird Edgar Allan Poe movie <laughs> yeah. with Christian Bale where he played Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, I, he glowed up quite Dudley. a bit. Dudley Dursley, yeah. is that his name? He glowed up, did he? Yeah. He looked a little wild. Isn't he also in The Queen's Gambit as her uh, friend? Uh, yeah, I think so. He didn't glow up the way Neville Longbottom did. Ain't nobody glow up the way Neville Longbottom did. All right, so they essentially have like a child servant, right? Yep. Petunia and uh, Vernon. They received a baby on their doorstep, who they knew because he was their nephew. Yeah. And then they were like, yep, he's going to cook for us. And Petunia, she was in the Super Mario Brothers movie, the old one, as a really weird, scary villainess. Uh, yeah. With Bowser. Look at Harry Potter's massive pants. I guess they're, <laughs> it was I guess they're Dudley's used pants. Oh, that makes sense. They've spent not a dime on this mm-hmm. kid. It's a miracle he has glasses. All right. So they are telling him like no funny business, which I guess it was supposed to mean. This has happened like, before. Any kind of like unhinged magic that right. he can't control. Right. Right. Because he's received like no tutelage and how to like control the raging magic that's inside his body. If Harry Potter really existed and was abused like this and then just thought he could talk to snakes, I would just assume he's having a psychotic break yeah. from all the stress and trauma. Because, like, obviously Uncle Vernon knows something's off here. Sure. You know? Like, this is not normal puberty. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Poor Harry. He's got to go to public school. I think culturally it's very different hmm. there. What would be your magical pet? Would it be an owl? I don't what think would you so. Get? What would I have? Can I have, like, a macaw? <laughs> what would you have? <laughs> I think it's a tie between an owl and a cat, mm. but I think you would have a toad. Oh, hey, I would. <laughs> this is a little wild, right? When it is kind of like a rolled doll sequence, like a really chaotic energy. Yeah, there's like energy. letters coming out of eggshells. Yeah. They just put them everywhere. It's nuts. I think I would have an owl. This whole family does look really frazzled. They are unhinged the, right now. The amount of posts they're getting. This is probably based on like a time that J.K. Rowling's dad was like trying to ignore a tax bill that kept coming. <laughs> I do like the energy of like, if, assuming it's Dumbledore in charge of this, like, you know what? I could just go over and just talk to them, but I'm going to send so many owls and so many letters. 600,000 letters just to make them <laughs> shoot out of the chimney. <laughs> just to prove my point. We've all been there. Shooting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> just the pettiness of the Hogwarts admissions office. Absolutely wild. We hope this letter finds you well. Why do British uh, authors love sad little orphan boys so much? <laughs> Let's not forget, Uncle Vernon has a gun in this scene. Couldn't be easy to get in the UK. No. The forced perspective, I feel like, that they're doing here, right, on Robbie Coltrane yeah. is excellent. Yeah, they must have built you like know? a little set. It is funny because special effects evolve so much yeah. during the 10 oh, years that they're making yeah. these movies. There's a famous story where the floating candles in Hogwarts dining hall were on fishing line, but then the candles would melt through the fishing line. Mm. So then they had can- flaming candles falling to the ground on the children. <laughs> they realized they couldn't do it that way. Doesn't Robbie Coltrane look like he would give you a really good hug? Yeah, I wouldn't turn down a hug from Hagrid. I feel like they're really asking Hagrid to do much more than his job description. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like, to, he's the groundskeeper. Why yeah. is he here on this island getting Harry? It's his his parents' friend, though. All right. Like, you know, he's, if you're going to send somebody. In his official duties, maybe he volunteered. I just worry that he's not being compensated correctly for his job. Probably not. And what happened? He like had bad grades, so they're like, you can be our indentured servant for life instead <laughs> of getting much. a degree. Look at those pants. They they're look huge. like your pants when you were 11. Hey. I've seen pictures. Absolutely giant corduroys that you could live in. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, it was either go to the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry or be labor trafficked away from his abusive family. Harry Potter was very susceptible to trafficking. Whoa. He would have been. I forgot the scene where they're just taking yeah. the tube. Yeah. It's just a normal tube ride to get to, what, King's Cross? How does Ron end up with a rat? It's his family rat. I won't have my usual... 40 beers. Maybe they should have given him a little bit of background before just debuting him at this wizard pub. <laughs> right? They're like, oh, it's Harry Potter. And he's like, what? I'm just an orphan. Look at him in his huge pants and flannel wandering around this wizard world. I love it. Looks like an extra in a Hanson music video. What do you think the owl budget was for? It seems like a lot of owls, especially at the beginning <laughs> the when we saw yeah. them on Privet Drive. I like that capitalism has touched the wizarding oh, world. Oh, absolutely. And they're like, we must have the Nimbus 2000. Guys, it's a broom. You'd think that you'd be a wizard in this world, but you would be a goblin. <gasps> so I feel like my whole time with this movie will be half remembering facts from the book from later. Why has he got mm -hmm. so much money? Because he's from an old wizarding family. Which side? The, the Potter Potters, side? Yeah. Okay. There's just no one else alive from that side. He gets all the money. That's it. This little 11-year-old boy gets that fortune. Yeah. Can he at least like take it out of this vault and put it into some CDs? <laughs> put in a high yield gremlin <laughs> savings account. Goblin, pardon me. It's a wizard brokerage. Wow, the bank level in Lego Harry Potter is way more complicated than what we just went through yeah. here. Maybe Hagrid should stay with him. It's here, just, go pick out a wand. He's um, like, all right, go pick out this scary magical <laughs> implement. I've got to go around the, the pub. pub. I'll be back in like 20 minutes. Don't get lost in this wizard land where you don't know anyone or anything. All right, see ya. Does this guy just have a calendar of when people turn 11? Mr. Uh, Ollivander. Well, you know, Kate, I got to tell you, you don't know this, but as a man in America, Gillette starts sending you stuff on your like 18th mm. birthday. It's so weird. You okay. get like a coupon in the mail. And you're like, how do they know that? Well, I guess it is a small community, right? Yeah. So this guy was like, oh, it was just yesterday. Your mother and father were in here, you know? Yeah. This is like going to a store with like a, I, there's nothing I love better than going to a store with an expert storekeeper, <laughs> you know? tell you exactly what you need this seems like a really chaotic job i love it he's like hands kids wands they blow stuff up by accident how's there anything left in here Nothing. he does this over and over all day well maybe harry potter's a really powerful mm, wizard too, right we have to like consider that but he's right. not like a top-notch wizard right mm. and then he becomes a wizard cop which i really can't get behind <laughs> You know, like yeah. he's not the world's greatest wizard. I guess it's like he's very brave and he's like symbolically important. But like Hermione's a much better witch than he is a wizard. So did right? she blow stuff up when she was here? I don't know. What an overwhelming day for Harry. He's been abducted. He had to go spend a bunch of his dead parents' money. And then a, a huge man bought him an owl. <laughs> what a banner day for this <laughs> child. Ollivander just let it slip that his scar is the result of like an attack as well. Yeah. He didn't know that. I don't know. Did he think it was from the same car crash he thought killed his parents? Was oh, he maybe. supposedly in the car? All right, so we're getting a little backstory here. Finally, after Hagrid's had 40 beers, he's ready to tell the story. <laughs> I don't know. That stew he made looks kind of good. I'll bet you he's really good at making stew. Is this just Wizard the Troubles? Wow. All right, so we just watched his parents get absolutely blasted. There's a lot of information to take in. It's been a long day. I do like how long it takes this series to get us to see Voldemort again. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Really make you wait till what? The fourth one? No, you see him on the well, back of uh, Yeah, you see his face. His yeah, yeah, yeah. But like for him to be properly back as a character, yeah. it's the fourth it is, one, right? It is a good amount of time. God swallow. Here's my question. None of these muggles have noticed like a bunch of children pushing their trolley with an owl on it through or the disappearing through a wall yeah no okay the muggles are um you know we're just in our own world right like no one's noticed this <laughs> this enormous ginger family thank god <laughs> otherwise harry wouldn't have figured it out either. i know thank god get the whole ginger family together <laughs> i love no family better than the weasley family <laughs> 
Not even your I own wanted family. to be absorbed into the Weasley family so badly. <laughs> I wanted Molly Weasley to make me a jumper. I wanted it all. Rupert Grint is such a little cutie. Look at him. He's so cute. Yeah, there are literally, you're right, humans all yeah, over. But could there be magical things happening around us that we don't notice? Perhaps. Wow. Every time I see Daniel Radcliffe, I just think of him doing that Equus show where he had to run around nude. I think of that Weird Al movie that he made. Mm -hmm. He's just so wiry. Like he, as an adult, is like so wiry and hairy and he has like such a square jaw. It's very confusing. (laughs) Ron's homemade sandwich. (laughs) Absolutely smushed into a ball. (laughs) That's classic kid sandwich. And then Harry Potter's like, look at me. I'm a rich wizard. (laughs) Money bags over here. Poor wizard. (laughs) You're right. Wizard capitalism is terrible. Here's the yep, chocolate frogs with their trading cards. Yep. Look at the amount of candy garbage they're eating. These two boys are like, hey, should we be friends with this girl who makes us feel terrible? <laughs> makes us feel like idiots. Did you ever hear that like uh, legend from filming this where they made these three write something about their character no it was like for the first movie you know they were like doing like some of the like pre-work they were like all right write write like a little essay about your character and emma watson wrote like a 12 page typed times new roman 12 font uh essay and then daniel radcliffe turned in like a one pager and then rupert grint wrote like one paragraph (laughs) it was like the best he could possibly do hagrid really does keep this place running he's got to get the first years on the boats follow me little ones abduct a child from a from an island in the middle of a raging stormy sea and be back on time to do this yeah he's got to rake the leaves feed whatever lives in this lake i cannot overstate how excited i was to see hogwarts as a child it took us quite some time to get here yes the movie's been on for 40 minutes Mm. wow we still have two hours left good god (laughs) it's a long movie here's snape oh no it's professor mcgonagall thank god why don't they just arrest all the Slytherins? Slytherins can be good. They're mm-hmm. they're ambitious. Mm-hmm. They're cunning. They're the politicians of the mm-hmm. wizarding world. Dra- yeah, my point stands. Draco Malfoy's in the back like, oh, yes, Slytherin. She mentioned Slytherin. It's like, all right, there's all the sociopaths. Get rid of them. I guess at least this way they can keep an eye on them yeah. at least. It is interesting because this movie has a lot of heavy lifting to do. Yes. They are explaining to the us the houses yep. for any parent, whatever chaperone teachers went on that trip with you who didn't care. Draco Malfoy is making... A lot of big choices here. You know what I mean? He's great. He's always at a 10, which I love. Macaulay Culkin would have been great in this if you if they oh, made Macaulay it 10 years Culkin earlier. Oh, Macaulay Culkin would have been a great Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Macaulay, if you're listening, write in and tell us. You seen him with his little baby? So cute. Here's the candles on fishing wire that <laughs> drip onto the children. Did you identify with strongly with Hermione? All right, be quiet. A little girl who's too smart for her own good. Yeah. I wasn't brave enough to be a, uh, a Gryffindor, though. <laughs> Hermione should be a Ravenclaw. No, she's brave. She's braver than Harry and Ron combined. Damn, she's got to go first. Wow, yeah, Hermione's up first. Is alphabetical? Man, the sorting hat just looks disgusting. Yeah, it's just years of poop. Oh, here he is, Snape. There's Snape looking goth as hell. Could choose to wear whatever you want at Hogwarts, and he wears that that big black billowing robe. It's so great. Might as well have black eyeliner and black nail polish on. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty small class, too. There's probably, what, 50 first years? At, if that. So, like... What's the sorting hat do the rest of the year? He just hangs out. Is he a faculty member? Does he get no, to like he just sit sits at the in table Dumbledore's and eat? office, I think. Oh, no. What a boring existence. He's not like at the Christmas party. Put me on. Go ahead. You know you want to. I'll tell you where you're supposed to go. <laughs> <laughs> I was always so obsessed with the idea of like the feast at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It, I mean, I love food. It looks so. really fun. Look, they got all this food magic there. It's basically like a... Uh, like an it? old country buffet. <laughs> 
I just saw a bucket of corn and I was picturing like a, um, what do you call it, where you dump all the food. Uh, might as well just put newspaper down and dump <laughs> buckets of food in front of the children. There's so much hot goss going on yeah. at Hogwarts right now. I love it. They're talking about how Snape wants to teach uh, Defense Against the Dark Arts. He's after Quirrell's job. There's so much wizard tea to be spilt. I love it. All right, you're just trying to have your feast. Now there's ghosts flying all around. So is this the afterlife in this universe? Yeah. Where are Harry Potter's around mom Hogwarts. and dad? Oh, they're dead, dead. They don't get to be ghosts? Is that John Cleese? Yes. Oh my God. That's pretty gruesome. Yeah. For this film when nearly headless Nick unhinges his neck and all the viscera is in there. Doesn't look so good. How'd they get away with that? Isn't this movie PG? You really got to go up a lot of stairs There's, to get where you're going here. Your wizard calves would be so strong. And then you like just figure out a pathway to class and then the stairwells change. Like, like are you kidding? Nope, good luck. Like they're going up like no kidding, like 50 flights of stairs. Yeah. They've arrived. They're immediately only under the care of a prefect who's like two years older than them. Yep. I just think things would probably go real bad. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every fraternity you've ever heard of, you hear stories like people are dying. They're doing the worst hazing you've ever heard. I just think. And what do you think wizard hazing would be like? Yeah. You just leave these kids alone in these little dorms. I just, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm cynical, but I don't think it would be good. Man, Daniel Radcliffe got to pet an owl in this. How cool is that? I would love to pet an owl. Can you arrange that for me? Yeah, I'll try. The I zoo, would love to pet an owl. Doesn't our zoo have owls? Do you think they have a special owl petting? I don't think ticket? they have an owl petting ticket. Mm. I don't think you. They get have to defeated just pet them. the giraffe ticket. Yeah, but that's that's very different. What if you just go over there with some owl treats? Maybe you can create some your owl own owl treats, huh? Your own owl petting experience without paying. What kind of wizard pedagogy is there? You know, like yeah. What was the training? Oh, here's Snape. <laughs> oh yeah, here we go. Snape's of the don't smile till January philosophy, I believe. Bursts in the door mid-sentence, basically. There's really a a lot of fire around these 11-year-olds in this potions-making class. Oh, no. We got a power struggle. Don't get into a power struggle with wizard kids. Um, (laughs) What kind of moose do you think Alan Rickman's using here? I I don't know, but I want some. I also want his hair because I have no hair. What do you think Alan Rickman was like in real life? I just imagine he was like this. I I saw somewhere where it was like he used to like drive the kids around like in his car to like go get milkshakes and stuff, but he wouldn't drive Rupert Grin around because he spilled a milkshake in his car. (laughs) He was like, not you. So he wasn't like method acting trying to make like a conflict between them. He tried being nice and Rupert Grin accidentally as an 11 year old spilled a milkshake (laughs) and eight years later he still wouldn't drive around. I think they had like a super time. Good. I hope so. This is the kind of stuff that these children would be up to all the time. This is funny. There's a kid, yeah, trying to turn his water into rum. Obviously, Seamus Finnegan has a problem. Just imagine, like, the owl shitting all over your breakfast table. Like, all the owls come in to drop off their mail. At least, At like, least five of them yeah. are peeing and pooping. It's definitely happening. And, like, birds just have one hole for everything, so it's just, like, pee poop. What child is subscribed to the Daily Prophet? It's like the Wizard Wall Street Journal. Like, did they just get a, a good deal, like for a, a like a whole deal. class subscription? The Wall Street Journal, you can get it for three dollars if you're a student to this day. Neville just needs like a five hundred four plan. Like he just needs like a like a little IEP. He needs a they help. Those just in the UK, a little tiny little bit in of the help. Wizarding part of the UK, you know. Emma Watson's stink face that she keeps making is great. I love it. Teaching these kids to fly. This is the equivalent of Wizard Driver's Ed. Wow, it would take a lot of patience to teach this one. Yes. Can't even get them to lift. Like how many wizards and witches have died sliding oh, yeah. off a broom by accident? Hogwarts is a death trap. Think of forced, all the ways these people could die. Bodies. Well, one less mouth to feed. 
some of these flying scenes look like a Windows 95 screensaver. It's just not good. (laughs) Just blasting through the class. (laughs) Poor Neville on his out-of-control broom, you know? Wow, he really should have died. It's a miracle he didn't. Who do you think has the highest uh, death body count oh, which professor? at Hogwarts? Do you think it's Madame Hooch? Probably. The flying professor. Can you get CTE from Quidditch, do you think? Definitely. In the proud tradition of all schools, we'll forgive this kid for directly disobeying a teacher because they're good at sport. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even have to worry about his grades anymore yeah. either. It's amazing. They'll find a way. I like that McGonagall is such a fan of the Quidditch here at school that she's like, she saw Harry catch that thing. It's like, hell yeah, he's the new seeker. Well, she's the head of Gryffindor House. She's looking out for her people. Right. All right. So James Potter played on the Quidditch team in 1979. And like all schools, they're really holding on to those glories. Sure are. So Filch's cat is just a cat. Yeah, she's just a cat. But like Professor McGonagall can turn into a cat. Yes. Can she go talk to Filch's cat like in cat language? I thought that this three-legged dog looked like photorealistic. Like I was so excited about it. It's not bad. Did you say three-legged? Three-headed. It's not terrible. So here's Oliver Wood to explain the f***ing chaotic death game that is Quidditch. There's been a lot of studies about its effect on brain damage, but the National Quidditch League has squashed all those. Ron, furious that Hermione is successful. Look at Seamus. He's just blown up. They're just walking to their next class. Terribly burned. He's just still blown up. So the witches and wizards celebrate Halloween. Of course they do. Huh. Isn't it a holiday meant to keep magic people away? Maybe they they co-opted it. They've embraced it. Is there like a doctor here who can, a wizard doctor who can make insulin shots for these kids? These have unlimited access to candy. Poor Hermione. She's had to work harder than the other witches and wizards to get there. She doesn't have a legacy of being at Hogwarts. So has to work really, really hard and all of these pure blood wizards are pretty mean to her mm-hmm. well if her character trajectory if she really is jk rowling's self-insert character in a few years hermione is gonna pull that rug up that ladder mm-hmm. up right behind her yep like how often does this happen <laughs> that there's like a full panic mode at hogwarts seems, right like there's be... a troll in the dungeon <laughs> it's and everyone's just often. freaking out have like a troll drill here we go the groundbreaking special effects of the troll how's it look <laughs> why is the troll going in the girl's bathroom Okay, JK. Why would the troll need to go into any bathroom is my <laughs> question. That's just Shrek. It is very Shrek-like. Shrek-esque. And Shrek was out this very same year. It's got Shrek's same little vest. Oh, wow. All right, so this troll is just blasting through the girl's it, bathroom. It's it not good. It would kill Hermione if yeah. she just wasn't in the right spot. My feminist children's lit professor in college <laughs> was so mad about this. <laughs> that Hermione gets, right? They save yeah. her, right? She was so f***ing mad. She's pointed to this as a huge failure of like modern children's yeah, lit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. All right, Hermione, damsel in distress, rescued by two boys. I guess she told Ron how to do the spell Mm -hmm. while she cowered under a sink. So wait, what's going on with Snape? Snape's uh, high slit uh, robe was showing off a little leg. (laughs) He's got like a cut on his pants and some blood. What a highly partisan system, the points. They're only awarded by professors who all themselves are members of Mm -hmm. the houses. Drink your wizard Gatorade, Potter. Alan Rickman is making such choices with delivering these lines. He's like the king of the ellipsis, you know? Harry's like, I'm tired of being poor. I'm mail ordering brooms and shit. I'm rich. They're like, what could this possibly be? This broom-shaped parcel. (laughs) So does this mean there's like wizard marketing people? Oh, yeah. McGonagall bought him the broom? That's inappropriate. It is inappropriate. All right, Friday Night Lights, here we go. Get those, get those kids out there playing Quidditch. Is this the only sport a that sport could get? A sport that will certainly kill them. <laughs> it's the only sport that could get you excited as a child. Hell yeah. Quidditch. So the Quidditch fans are like soccer hooligans? Yeah. Is that what's going on here? Riotous? Yeah. 
Come on, Tyler. Don't you remember the Quidditch World Cup from book four? <laughs> no, not really. Oh, my God. Was that part of the Triwizard Tournament? No, the Quidditch World Cup takes place before the Triwizard Tournament, They had Tyler. two gigantic international events in the fourth book. Yes. Were they related in any way? Like, if you traveled here for that, did you get to stay for the Triwizard Tournament? I don't know. We'll get there. Does this mean we're going to watch more of these on Nostalgia? I, we, we're going to do all of them. We have to now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having too much fun. <laughs> The CGI on this actually doesn't look too bad. It's fine. It's not great, but like, it, imagine it's 2001. You're right. You've just weathered a national tragedy. <laughs> the times it truly looks bad is when they replace a whole person yes, with it, which yeah, they do yeah. in the Quidditch match a few times. What if it just like flew to England? The snitch? Yeah. You just gotta go get it. All right. So the Slytherin players are playing dirty. Harry's just sitting on his broom, though. He's not really doing <laughs> a lot right now. He's just watching. <laughs> he might as well be in the stands. All right. All these players are down. No one's wearing helmets. Like, do you think they would wear like a leather rugby helmet? Mm-hmm. You know, something. This is why you couldn't work here, Kate. I You'd couldn't. Be too I much could, of I'd, a be too, I'd be too worried all the time. I'd be like, oh my God, why are my kids always injured? So much of Harry Potter's life is just dumb. Luck. Survived an attack by an evil wizard. Oh, broke the rules. Now can fly great. I don't know. I don't buy it. So Harry Potter's broom is acting up. Not like he's not <laughs> known how to fly it. He's had one flying lesson in his whole life. Surely it couldn't be his inability to fly a broom. It's someone jinxing it. Also, if you are able to jinx someone's broom, anyone in the stands could do it. It feels mm-hmm. like this would happen constantly. Oh, yeah. But it's it's supposed to be like sportsmanship, right? Uh, I don't know. You could throw rocks and batteries at a Santa, but we only did that once in Philly. The best players in the world deflate the balls to mm, win Super Bowls. Point. So it's like, you can't trust anyone. All right, Hermione, sure, just light set him on your fire. professor on fire. That's a great plan. <laughs> also, knowing what we know now about Snape, it's so funny. He's just trying to help and yeah. he gets lit on fire. How often do these things happen at Hogwarts? Like, oh, I was lit on fire by a student, you know? <laughs> Harry Potter, no regard for his own life. Yeah. It's going to make him win. Everyone watch him vomit. He's left it all in the Quidditch pitch. You think there's a lot of like wizard sports gambling going on? I, do. I think so. Yeah. I do. I bet Absolutely. there is. Absolutely. What a jaunty score. <laughs> Again, I'll say it. I'll say the take the brave stance. John Williams is good at music. <laughs> Does Hagrid ever have any like helpers? Like he's just dragging <laughs> in a Christmas tree Single handedly. He's got a lot to do and he can't use magic. So like he has to do it all with his mm-hmm. own bodily labor. All right. So it's Christmas time now. The reason that we're watching this. Here it's we go. Christmassy. Yeah. Come on. This is. It look at this. So, it does look super cozy. It looks like I would want to sit in like a little chair by the fire. Yeah, do you, you know? ever? Don't you ever go on YouTube and get those like Harry Potter Christmas chill <laughs> playlists? They're amazing oh my god it's like hogwarts at christmas ambiance i would like to play this chess look it's like wrestling it's like pro wrestling the queen just took her chair and destroyed the other piece it is really nice that ron decided to stay at hogwarts with harry who doesn't really have anywhere to go yeah oh was ron invited to romania i don't know I don't know that he was... In theory, he probably could have gone to Romania. You think? The way he said it, I got the impression that his parents left him here. Good for Arthur and Molly. (laughs) Look at Ron wearing his Ron sweater. Yeah, his Ron sweater. (laughs) Ron's always eating garbage, which I I love it. He's just always eating junk food. Dumbledore is so chaotic. (laughs) Right? So, like, Dumbledore has given him this invisibility cloak and is like, this belonged to your dad. Go use it to f***ing wreak havoc on the school. (laughs) I do love that a large plot point in this book relates to going to the library to do research which i love Hmm. you know knowledge is power baby that's why i'm a ravenclaw and your burps are why you're a hufflepuff (laughs) a lot of mouth breathing from filch i love the uh special effects on this this is just a silk scarf that we've draped over when we're inside the cloak with him yeah yeah alan rickman's theatrical hand coming out to grab the invisibility cloak. It's the hand of a theater actor, not a movie actor, right? I just like that at night at Hogwarts, you might see Snape slamming Quirrell into a wall to threaten him. It's your usual night here. 
There's only like three students here right now. <laughs> yeah, good point. Right, they can narrow this down. They're like, oh, who could it be? Perhaps <laughs> Harry Potter, <laughs> still who has the turned this f***ing school upside down since he got here. I always love seeing kids who go to Hogwarts in their like regular street clothes. Mm. I think it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he's just in his little red sweater. Harry's dad just looks like an accountant. Look at him. Sorry we blew up, son. Wow, his mom really looks a lot like Ginny Weasley. He's got a type, huh? He's got some stuff. He needs to go to a, he needs stuff. to go to a wizard therapist. Wizards will do anything except go to therapy. They got enough Christmas trees here in the Great Hall? Listen. Hagrid's been busy. In the Romania of this universe, is there like a Dracula? There are vampires, sure, yeah. right? Man, wizard tourism has got to be wild. Yeah, why would you keep this at a school also? Dumbledore's like, this mirror could drive men mad. Just quit looking at it. Yes, it's not good. You take a wrong turn, go into your classroom, and you stumble into a mirror that makes you lose your will to live. Man, Daniel Radcliffe got to hold an owl. Mm -hmm. That's really all I want out of this movie. I just want to hold an owl. All right, we'll, we'll find a place with owls, I promise. If anybody out there runs an owl sanctuary, hook me up. Let me know. Oh, springtime now. All right, all the Christmas uh, stuff's gone. Whoa, wait, did they just talk about Grindelwald? Whoa. All right, so this is all on Dumbledore's chocolate card they've had in front of them this whole time. I'd be scared if Hermione looked at me like that. Like she's going to hurt me. Poor Hagrid. He's a moment alone, and now yeah. these three kids are pestering him at his home in his little shack. Yeah. All right, so they took this extremely sought-after item, potentially dangerous, and they've hid it in a school full of children. Yep. Hmm. Last place you'd look, you know? Like, are they human shields? What's the idea? Yeah. Look at Professor McGonagall's little hat. It's so cute. I just want it so bad. Look at Malfoy. What a narc. Now we're doing the breakfast club. Is that where this is headed? They all have detention together. There's always that one teacher who's like, we can't punish kids the way we used to. When I you was know? a kid, they hit me with a paddle with holes drilled in it. All right. All right. I grew to love that whistle. The dark forest is forbidden to anyone at, at any time, unless you're serving detention, in which case get in there, kids. Here's Hagrid Everyone with grab a crossbow. A crossbow. <laughs> You kids know how to use these. Filch has never looked happier than when he's sending children to their demise in the Forbidden Forest. Oh, absolutely. Unicorn blood now sounds like a, like a thing they'd sell to little kids at, you know, like a boba shop. Oh, absolutely. All the unicorn stuff is very trendy. Also, their detention is to go into the forest and find and kill the thing that's been killing unicorns. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you're big enough to commit the crime, you're big enough to go, uh, you know, <laughs> murder a unicorn killer. Yeah, let's split these kids up in the woods. Just love Draco Malfoy's always on 10. It's so great. <laughs> He's always like spitting out his words. It's fabulous. Great choices, Tom. Here he is, Harry Potter, defeated by a tree root, trying to back away. That was a Halloween decoration. <laughs> that uh, Voldemort. In a robe. Just flew away, hoisted up through the trees. A centaur just blasted over to save Harry Potter, but this centaur is ripped as hell. It's He's insane. looking like the Smokey the Bear balloon yeah. from the Macy's Day Parade. He's so in shape. What does it do? Push-ups? So if you if even one drop of the blood gets in your mouth, you have a cursed life forever. Hagrid was just dipping his fingers in it to show the kids. What if he forgets? You're going to have conflicted feelings about horses and men for years. That's why you'll do go. Equus later. Wow. It's really a foreshadowing of him doing Equus. Can we please send Harry to the infirmary when his scar is burning so yeah. much he can't focus on his finals? It's not so good. Here's some saltines on your way. Is Hagrid playing the Harry Potter theme on a yeah. penny whistle right now? Huh. Snape's always turning up. He's got like real quiet shoes so he can sneak up behind you. The amount of pause Alan Rickman has before each word has greatly contributed to the length of this film. It is two and a half hours and it could have been a lot shorter if he would just, you know, speed it up a little bit. Look at Neville Longbottom's teddy bear PJs. All right, we're in the end game now. They're going to yeah. go do their little quest, their little final boss battle. That's you. 
unable to relax. Ron is saved, but blind at what a cost. <laughs> so glad these challenges were designed to each of their strengths. <laughs> Hermione doesn't have one that's designed to her strengths. Yeah, she had to know about the devil's snare. She had to be yeah, extremely be uh, well read. Yeah. Like, who made these traps? I guess it's Dumbledore. He's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Look, this will really f*** them up. Woo-hoo-hoo. It's me, Dumbledore. When you touch the broom, the keys attack. First you get choked out by a plant, then you get stabbed by a key. <laughs> hey, don't forget the dog at the top. Oh, don't forget about the doggy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so clever. <laughs> naughty, naughty. Off to London. Woo! Who's supervising my school? <laughs> Who knows? I look like Jude Law once. Once upon a time. It's a huge chessboard where if you get knocked out, you get murdered by the opposite piece. Full-size chess seems fun in theory, but like if you really had to play it without any magic, you're just standing around most of the time. I do love that the climactic moment of this children's movie is a big chess battle. (laughs) Just absolutely blasting things apart. Chess pieces are exploding in spectacular fashion. For some reason, they're all full of smoke. Wow. 11-year-old Ron is ready to sacrifice his life. Yep, that's it. Amazing. I mean, if one of them's got to go, there's a lot of Weasleys. There's a lot of Weasleys. It's not fair anyway if uh, presumably whoever went ahead of them Mm. was only one person on the board, Mm -hmm. so they were much safer. They got three humans on the board. Ron's like a little in love with that queen, though. Look at him. How do you even play this game? Because the board is covered in debris. You think like a little man comes and sweeps it off? <laughs> That's it? That wasn't so bad. He was hit by some debris. He's okay. Yeah, she didn't. She could have sliced through him. She just sliced through the horse and he fell over. He's fine. Don't be so dramatic, Ron. He's breathing. They made him breathe really dramatically in the background. He's fine. Rupert, breathe more. I am breathing. Breathe bigger. It's as big as my lungs are. I'm a little boy. <laughs> I'm just a little boy. <laughs> Take care of Ron. How does Harry expect Hermione to take care of Ron? What tra- I guess she's the most knowledgeable She's the of smartest them. one. She knows a bunch of spells. She's going to be like Misty Quigley. <laughs> Ron wakes up. He's missing a leg. She's like, I had to take it. It's the only way. Hermione's out here putting herself down. She's like, oh, me? I'm just too clever. There are more important things than being clever. Not many, Hermione. <laughs> you want to get out there and make that money? You don't need friends. Get out there and make those galleons. <laughs> That wizard bag. More important things like what you have, being famous for no reason of your choice. You're like a Kardashian. (laughs) Harry Potter's a total Nepo baby. It's his only thing. Kate, what a twist. Who could have seen this coming? How could you have watched any of these movies? I guess you could enjoy them knowing the story, but Mm -hmm. every surprise you knew. I remember being shocked my second grade self. Oh, in the the book? uh, Yeah. Quarrel being the guy. Why'd they have to make bald white men the villains in all these movies? Who put that stone in his pocket? How long has it been there? Let's see this nightmare fuel special effect. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. I want to see the head on the back of the head. Harry, why not just run away? (laughs) You got the stone. Good point. Don't be curious. Get the heck out. Whoa. (laughs) Look at this horrifying fetus back there. That's awesome. The Voldemort on the back of Quirrell's head kind of looks like Christopher Walken. (laughs) I can see it. Look at him. That's just a geode. That's like a fancy rock that you could buy at like a a rock-themed gift shop. You know, where you're like pan for gold and (laughs) Eat the stone, Harry. Eat Eat it it. so he can't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) It turns into like Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon when uh, Quarrel leaps over to Harry to start fighting him. He's really choking him good. 
I didn't know we'd have some wire work. It's really interesting because you can see the man that Daniel Radcliffe is going to grow up to be and right. like certain shots. You're right. like, yeah, that's a man. Yeah, when he makes a certain face. Yeah. yeah. All right. So he went to choke Harry and Harry literally dissolved him. Yeah, he just touches him and he like burns and melts yeah. and turns to it's little crumbles. It's pretty horrific. It's awesome. Yeah, he's touching his face now. Yeah, Harry has to now live with the fact that he just he just murdered Professor. Oh Quarrel. yeah, he really murdered him. He 100%. I know that it was murder or be murdered, but yeah, still. but he really turned him into dust. Like how, he killed him. How did Voldemort get out of that? He turned him into powder. So I guess Voldemort's back to square one. Is that the yeah, point? Yeah, he's just really. That's why it's going to be years before we see him. I remember feeling some anticipation about that. Like I've read a lot. I don't read. I've read a lot of these books, and we still haven't seen this guy. So I think it's good. It's a good storytelling device. Look out! Oh boy, here we go. Now he's a dust cloud. It's his dust soul. All right, Voldemort. Voldemort has passed through Harry. What does that mean? Oh, now it's time for Harry Potter to have a bit of a nap. Just resting. Am I crazy? Or is there a scene in one of the books where Harry like breaks all his bones and then his bones yeah. heal like jelly? Was that in this book? Mm-mm. It's later. I think it's in the second book. Mm. I remember feeling really weird about that reading it. Yeah, literally as a kid, I was like, I can't watch this extremely popular movie. I haven't read the book yet. What's wrong with me? So the whole school knows that he murdered their professor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they could have destroyed the stone at any time. The secret power was love. Yeah, Tyler. If I were Harry, I'd be like, Dumbledore, those are my jelly beans. I did not offer you one. Stop doing your bit about the Bernie's beads. Go away. All right, this movie's had like nine endings. How'd Ron ever recover from falling off that horse? Never. All right, Harry. Oh, yeah, I turned our professor to dust, but I'm all right. Surely I'll talk about this in therapy, wizard therapy, when I'm 40. Ron, you were sure you would die, and now you're alive. How's that feel? Uh, pretty all right. Hermione, I didn't get hurt at all. Here comes the Dumbledore chaotic energy we all want, announcing the results of the uh, the points. I love how chaotic Dumbledore is. Also, poor Harry, right? The school year's ending, which means he's about to get sent back to his abusers for the summer. Great. So Snape is completely in the clear here mm-hmm. from the kid's perspective. He's cool. He's good. Dumbledore is such a wild man. I love it. These last minute points. It's just like the bonus stars in Mario Party. Bullshit. To Mr. Harry Potter for dissolving one of my employees. 50 points. 50 points to Gryffindor. Also, we're hiring now. If anyone is interested in the defense against the Dark Arts position. I never liked Quarrel anyway. Neville Longbottom only gets 10 points. He still has night terrors about when he got frozen. I think Hermione and Neville should have ended up together. Hmm. Well, let's go find the fan fiction you wrote when you were a kid. Did you write any? No. Oh, you seem like if you were allowed on the internet, you would have been a, a fanfiction.net person, I think. You think? Maybe. Ah, yes. How convenient. Dumbledore's house wins. It's like every school. The seniors always win on Spirit <laughs> Week. We all know it's rigged. Me holding on to being mad about that since before I was a senior in high school. <laughs> Hagrid's got to get the kids on the on the train now. When does Hagrid get to just put his feet up, you know? He gets three months, ten weeks, whatever it is. It's not enough time. Can you imagine your kid returns from wizarding school and they're all bruised up, scratched up? You got like tons of screws. <laughs> dissolved a grown man into dust. <laughs> so does Dudley have a tail permanently now? Is that just there? Look how relieved uh, Hagrid is. Oh, thank God. Finally, going back to the pub. What an adventure. Wow. A whole year has passed. Feels like it. It's a long long movie. movie. It's really long. Are they all that long? I guess so. They might might only get longer. Oh, God. This is your childhood memory, not mine. (laughs) Wingardium Leviosa. Stop, stop, stop. You're going to take someone's eye out. Besides, you're saying it wrong. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. You do it then if you're so clever. Go on, go on. Guardium Leviosa. 
Wingardium Leviosa. Oh, well done. See here, everyone. This Granger's done it. Oh, splendid. Wingard Leviosa. Well done, Wingard. dear. <laughs> I think we're going to need another feather over here, Professor. Wooey! Did Steve Cloves do a good job? He did. I, we should watch Wonder Boys, make it an unofficial uh, <laughs> duology. What'd you think? Here's what I think. It was a super fun ride. I actually don't think that I've seen this since at 2001. Least, at least not all the way through. Yeah. Maybe snippets on TV Maybe. here and there. But uh, it was super fun. Huh. It was a very immersive movie. It was what? It was a very immersive Oh, immersive. Movie. I think you said immersive. I was like, no. is that a word I've never heard very before? Immersive I just misheard you. Movie, right? Like, especially as like an 11 year old, you're like, oh my God. This um, was my sneak peek into the wizarding world. Yeah. But I honestly, I think it, I think it holds up pretty well. What did you think? Oh, I enjoyed it. It's fun. It's definitely fun, right? I mean, where else? There's not a lot of series like this that are just, they create such a unique and full uh, world. Like you said, immersive. Like there's just so much. Like half the fun, you know, is like the lingo and you know muggles and the lore and stuff. Plus, it's just like you know they do a good job. John Cleese got a star. John Cleese gets a really high credit. Well, he demanded I mean, it. He's like the, probably yeah. one of the biggest names in the oh, movie. Oh, it's right? um, it's probably alphabetical. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it's just a lot of fun, and they they do a good job uh, having it be. It's like episodic, right? Because each one needs its own story, mm-hmm. but it's part of the bigger story. I think it's they just do a good job with it. And I often wonder if kids will get the same. Exp- I mean, they won't get the exact same experience because you could just read them all back to back now. But the mm-hmm. whole point of this, why it was part of the reason it was such a big deal for people our age, because you like grew up with it. Sure, you were ready for the fourth book. You were a little young. We were a little young. But if you were a few years older than us, you were age appropriate when each book came out you know you were 11 when the first one came out and by the time you get to that fourth huge book you're ready to read a book that big or at least you know you're able to do it so i don't know i think there is something extremely unique about the time and place of this coming out in in our childhood and people our generation's childhood that that makes it special you know and jk rowling is trying as hard as she can to blowtorch the legacy of this by just being an unrepentant but uh, we're not going to let her. Anyway, separate the art from the artist. That's been a yeah. the theme lately we've yeah, t- discussed. But uh, yeah, it's just like, it's just so cool. Like, it's just so, so unique and it's fun. That's all. And right now, I mean, in my mind, if I had to say, what do I like more? Like the ones where they're younger, or the ones where they're older, I'd probably say younger. Like, I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. They did a nice job. These kid actors did a nice job. That mm-hmm. huge casting call really mm-hmm. paid off. They figured it out. Um, they found three, three pretty good ones. If we're going to sign off with a hearty, fuck you, Joe Rowling. <laughs> Next week, we'll watch another movie that is definitely tangentially a Christmas movie. Super. Is it also related to 9-11? Uh, uh, there's Trouble in a Skyscraper and Alan Rickman's in it. What? Behind the walls of Hogwarts School, there are wizards, witches, Patrificus Totalis, dragons, trolls, and of course, Fluffy. Who told you about Fluffy? Has a name? On November 16th, Warner Brothers Pictures presents Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, rated PG.